everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. We're here today with Ashley Renard. And let me tell you something. Buckle up. Ashley is the author of a book called Swing. She is a wealth of information. Listening to her talk about everything she knows is kind of like drinking from a fire hose. We really enjoyed it. Um, she has so much to offer when it comes to making monogamy hot. And, uh, and we really, we really enjoyed just speaking with Ashley. You should check out her book. Um, she's got online programs that I want you to check out. In the meantime, uh, go ahead and like, and subscribe marriage therapy radio on the Instagram. Um, I found out subscribing is a big deal. Please do that. If you haven't done it already. Also, don't forget our upcoming workshop based on the seven principles of making marriage work. That's a Gottman program that Laura and I are teaching the first weekend of March. We would love for you to join us. There's an early bird discount between now and the end of January. Um, go ahead and check that out at marriagetherapyradio.com. But for now, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Ashley Renard, thank you for joining us from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. How are you doing this morning? I am so great. Like I, I was, I'm just really excited for our conversation. So you know that Zach and I are both clinicians, therapists. The podcast is, the majority of podcasts are all just human beings out there, most of them in, in relationships. We get a lot of people that are married, which is why I think you're a phenomenal fit for the podcast. Who would you say are the people that you're connecting with? Like, who's the audience? Who are the people that are following you? Who needs to hear your message? Who needs to hear your message? Exactly. Okay. So, hi, I'm (laughs) Ashley Renard, former figure skating coach and choreographer from Canada who always wanted to be a writer. And then finally, 2019, I walked away from decades and decades on the ice and I was like, I know what book I'm going to write now because I just lived a hell of a story. (laughs) Um, and it was a story that was a little racy. Um, I was a perfectionist kid who took, uh, you know, aiming for the highest level of difficulty and making it look effortless and beautiful because like that was my sport into marriage and motherhood. And it looked really impressive because I was handling a lot. Like I was homeschooling on purpose, um, home birthing, my toddlers grew their own goddamn vegetables. And I just kept adding like just ratcheting up the difficulty in everything I was doing. And at the same time, you know, we're, we have three children. I've been with my husband 10 years. We have three children. Our jobs are so stressful. I coach figure skating and my husband is a stock trader. We're both pr- in pretty high stress jobs. None of it's life or death, but of course everybody feels like it is all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we were both feeling very disconnected and bored mm-hmm. and our sex life has always been great. And the fact that we can talk about sex and that we're open about sex, that's always been like a big check mark that we've put in the like, how are we doing as a couple questionnaire? And it's such a big check mark for my, I, the check mark was so big for my husband that like basically the whole questionnaire was like, do we have good sex? Okay, marriage, I don't need to worry about that, you know? And and the checkbox was smaller for me, but we had never actually had the conversation about how important that was to us. Mm-hmm. But because we had an easy dialogue in the bedroom and we're pretty vanilla, but we're very, very open. And like, does that feel better? Does that feel better? Like, we're very just like, I want this to be the best day ever for you, even if it's like a Tuesday afternoon. Okay. <laughs> we're just like in it. We're, we're both athletes. So we're like in it to win it every time. Like uh-huh. we want to like have a personal best every time we're there. <laughs> high five across the high five across the bed. I thought everybody did this until the first time I told my audience and they're like, what are you doing in the bedroom? And I'm like, I don't know. We're having fun. Um, Hold on. Can I but, pause for a second? Zach, have you, do you high five in the bedroom? I'm just curious if this ever happens. Um, that is not a practice that we are generally in. Do you ever high five yourself where you're like, 
That was I'm bomb. like, way to go, Zach. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't say that's on my, um, that's on my, that's my style now. Because when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. High fives happen all the time in our household. Uh, okay. So I didn't think it was a weird thing, but I had a feeling that it doesn't, doesn't happen in your house, Zach. Well, you're right. Yeah, okay. it doesn't. All right. really. well, and I would say it doesn't happen in a lot of bedrooms. In a lot of bedrooms, people just, okay. The reason I know this is because now thousands and thousands, no, hundreds and hundreds of people a day tell me what's going on in their bedrooms. Yes. Which I never expected. Right I'm a figure skating yeah. coach, but I know enough about cooperation that when I decided to write this story of, let's get to what it really is. We decided to go to sex clubs because like neither of us were into kayaking or golfing. And we were like, what else would we do for recreation? It's like sex clubs. And I was like, and I was like, oh, and actually that's like high level of difficulty. Whoa, if we could push, pull that off, like all just ego trying to prove myself to myself. Like uh -huh. this was going to be a secret. This was supposed to be a secret that we never told anybody else. Like that was like the sworn part of us doing this is like, we are never going to tell anybody, right? No. Well, Fast forward to actually living the story that was a, it was hell to live, but the fact that we got through it and I took the things that I knew about cooperation when I realized, oh my God, my marriage like sucks. Like our communication is like at a, like a second grade level. Huh. Like I can communicate more clearly with my eight year old skaters, my mm -hmm. athletes than I can with my husband. And I hate feeling at things. So I am really, really good and very quick at just brushing something under the rug. Yeah. If it's hard for me, because I'm like, oh, I'll just go do that other thing that I feel like I'm competent in. Mm -hmm. So we realized that our our marriage going into the swing lifestyle. OK, and, and the the my book swing and it's been optioned for film too. like it, it's going to be a streaming series. It's going to be a streaming series. It is so sexy and funny. But the real taboo in it is not the sex clubs. I mean, they're they're going to be so fun to like cast and like the scenes and like it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And the series is going to have great sex. But everybody who's who's involved knows that's the least interesting thing we're doing oh. on the show. And in the book Swing, the most taboo thing about my story I've been told from people is because. I, I, I talk about sex, but people just want to talk about feelings. People say to me, I can't believe you had that conversation with your husband. I can't believe you said that to your mother-in-law. I can't believe that you said the thing inside you that was so dark yeah. and that was so, that was so scary to admit. Uh -huh. And you, you stood there knowing like they may cut me off completely. Like, I don't know. There's no going back from this. Mm -hmm. Our relationships are going to, our relationship is going to be forever changed and it's rolling the dice. And mm -hmm. you had like the courage to do that. So that's the real taboo is like, I said the thing I really wanted to mm -hmm. say, even though it was so scary. Wow. And are you high-fiving after communication now? I <laughs> got to tell you, Zach, it's a little exhausting to be married to me because I'm kind of addicted to honest conversations now because mm -hmm. whenever I sense any of us putting something under the rug. I'm like, we did that once and it grew for a, for a decade. And then mm -hmm. we couldn't clean it up. Like it took so much unraveling to figure out what was all in there. Huh. So now, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit of a stickler for let's get to the bottom of this. So yeah, how did, I how did that you. first conversation go? Like, how did you present or maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was your husband, or maybe it was a friend that would like cornered the two. But how did that first conversation go where you put the words out there of maybe what we should go to a swingers club? Maybe we should outsource our sex life. Like, what does that sound like? Well, 
it was a conversation we had over years and years that, oh, that kind of thing would be something that we would want to try just going into a club. Um, and then when we would be like passing babies back and forth, but we would have this moment of connection sometimes and we'd be like playful with each other. We would be like, oh my God, just like five more years. And then maybe they can all go for a sleepover and we can go to a sex club. You know, it'd be like a joke. It would be like a joke. Like what would be the most indulgent, irresponsible thing we could do at this moment? Oh, think about going to sex. I wish, you know, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Like if we could just teleport and just be in a different, oh my God, have a different focus on our brains. Mm -hmm. That was like our fun together. That was the, that's where we went and tried to connect to each other and we succeeded. We can mm-hmm. do that in the bedroom. We've always been able to do that in the bedroom. Um, and it does, it makes sense. You know, we we met out of college. He's played division one football for Temple University. I was a competitive figure skater in Canada. We met at an elite training center. We were both, we were both trainers, right? Mm-hmm. Degrees in exercise physiology, but from different places. So our physicality was always easy for us. So mm-hmm. we leaned on that a lot. So even when we were feeling so disconnected in our marriage and we were like, how do we just like get some time for the two of us? We didn't think, oh, we should watch a show together or right. oh, we should take up cycling. Yeah. We were like, we're good at sex. Yeah. So what are the options there? Ooh, you know what I love about that is so many people try and reinvent the wheel or they see that other couples like I I imagine that our listeners are going to be listening to this and they're going to be excited and they haven't even heard like your experience (laughs) to know (laughs) what that looks like. But they're thinking, you know, okay, so if it worked for Ashley that she and her husband like decided that leaning toward each other in their sexuality help to create connection, then we should do that. And I'm here to say that's not actually what what I think you're saying or what I'm saying. It's find what you already do well and do more of that, right? Oh my gosh, that is such a good point. That is such a good point. And I think that you just explained something to me about my audience. So a a couple of years ago, I made this video called How to Keep Monogamy Hot Part One. Um, awesome. And I didn't even know what, well, I didn't even know what part two was going to be. Hmm. Um, I just wanted to put myself on the hook to make a second reel because Instagram, I just started reels. Yeah. Keep it. It was, how do you keep it spicy in the bedroom? But I said, Hey, first thing before you're even talking about spicing it up is like, what time of the day do you want to do it? Like have a conversation because I think there may be people going to bed and I've never done this in my life, but some people go to bed at the same time and wonder, is it going to happen tonight? Mm-hmm. And that kind of uncertainty is too much for me. I I could not live with that. And a lot of people, right? How, what percentage of people do you think do this every night? I have no idea. I can already tell you that I've like already sent the vibes out there, whether or not I want sex or not. Like my <laughs> husband knows by like 2 p.m. what's happening. Oh, but I'm yes, we try to we try to establish by the time the kids are on the bus. So it's like 8:30 a.m. or on on or off today. Green light, red light. What are what's up? The vibe. Mm-hmm. The vibe. Uh, what do you think, Zach? Do I, the percentage wise? Yeah. yeah. If people are like twiddling their uh, thumbs, like thinking, I wonder if the toe's going to wander over to 80? my side of the bed. 80. Yes. What? Okay. Cause I thought it was, I thought it was about 50 or I thought it was 50 or more because I ask a lot of questions of my audience because that's the thing as a coach, you just got to ask the right questions and as what well, you guys know as therapists. Okay. Okay. You just have to ask a different question to get a different answer. Right. Um, and with skaters, I, I trust in the ability of anybody to cooperate. I like, am so stubborn and for astrology people, I have four planets in Libra. Okay. I am like, 
I am just like, harmony is the way we are wired. Like I, that is the mountain I will die on. So cooperation is apparent to me everywhere. This would, you guys are actually so close to being on the same page. Here are the spots. Mm -hmm. And then, so this is the advice I give in DMs now. I posted this video, choose the time of day you want to have sex. Mm -hmm. Because in our house, mornings are, nighttimes are for sleeping and mornings are for coffee. So my preferred time is 5.30 p.m. I had written a book about being miserable married to a man mm-hmm. and how how we had really hit that place of me realizing how my, how miserable I was because I had to like trip over some orgies to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, we have to get into the dirt of this because I, like you have Sorry. dangled so many carrots that I'm sure our listeners are like, Ashley, when are you going to tell us about the orgies? Okay, let's start it now. Okay, okay. okay. So going to a sex club, and you guys jump in, but I'm just going to start. Yeah. Okay, going to a sex club is so freaking sexy. You, like, can't even handle it. Okay, so if you're wondering, is it going to be boring? The answer is no. If you're wondering, is this going to be too sexy? Is my brain going to explode? Maybe. Really? Maybe. Really? See, I always felt like I was going to be the most attractive one in the room. Which, listen, I mean, okay, (laughs) Laura, (laughs) Laura. Yes. You're probably right. And <laughs> maybe you're wrong. Okay. And there is something fucking sexy about people feeling comfortable in their bodies. Totally. Oh, totally. It doesn't matter. If you saw these people in the supermarket, you would not say hubba hubba. Yeah, that's so true. But when you see people feeling good, mm-hmm. dressed in something that they feel comfortable and sexy in, mm-hmm. right? Like, hello, Lizzo. I love, like, like she. Uh, yes, yes. Like, she, okay. Can, do you see, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And a lot of people get stuck on that. And the truth is, we were not the hottest people in any club we were ever in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Manny's 43 and still has a six pack. Okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, okay. It does, but so that's, that's a question that people like get stuck on. But mm-hmm. let me say that that's not even the thing. Okay. So let's just say, yes, it's there just, are going to be a variety of attractivenesses and it doesn't even matter. You walk in, you walk in and everybody is so friendly. Everybody's like, Hey, how you I doing? I bet it's they like, are. It's the, well, yes. And it's not creepy. It's so weird. It's this mm-hmm. utopia of like, Hey, we're here and we all love sex and we think it's great. You love sex and I feel sexy and you look so sexy. And oh my God, look at all of us here to have fun. It is like, and that is how people are walking through the door before they've had one drink. Like Mm -hmm. they were already like the indulgence that it feels like to just dedicate hours because you go there at like 10 or 11 and you leave at 3 a.m. and then you drive home and if you're like us, you're ripping each other's clothes off on the way home and maybe you have sex against the garage and then you have sex in the house. Like the kids mm-hmm. need to be at a sleepover because when you come home, mm-hmm. you don't you, like no minors, like yeah. just, just let it be, yeah. let it look like a frat house in the morning and then go, whoa, look at us. Okay. And that's the thing that like, as adults, there are very few chances that we have to go, whoa, I hit that out of the park, mm-hmm. right? Maybe we get it at it in our job once a year, maybe twice if we do too big projects. Like, but what if you could have that high, and that's the thing we were searching out, that high with your partner mm-hmm. once a month or every two weeks. Yeah. So the sex club, it's like a, just like a, probably 
definitely on the low end of like niceness of clubs. It looks like a warehouse, probably. Most sex uh-huh. clubs look like warehouses with a DJ and a bar and tables. And then there you look over here and there's like um, a gynecological exam table with stirrups. Yep. Just in case you wanted okay. to like get on, get it on there. I sure. mean, if that's your fantasy, here's, here's a, a stripper pool. Here's another one. Oh, the 65 year old lady is always on the stripper pool. Every time we come, she's adorable. Her husband's right there. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, and I, they're probably older than 65 now I'm realizing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and as the night goes on and People start dancing. It gets fuller and fuller. Every sex club we've ever been to, and we've been in North America and in Europe. This is why I'm going to have to write another book. Um, it's packed. It is packed with people who are ready to, what is a party? Have a good time. Yeah. Have a good time without like getting totally blasted or anything. Like um, everybody's looks like they're drinking, but uh-huh. it's like you, you bring your own bottle of wine or your own whatever. It's not like you're like, pounding back like tons like it's not an inebriated space but through the night people loosen up enough in the probably in the first hour 90 minutes you're there yeah clothes are going to just start flying off on the dance floor so clothes are going to start flying off um hands are going to start crossing across there are always thank goodness a few couples who come with friends, like they've already been to the club together. Maybe they met at a club at some time yeah. and they're going to be there. So there'll be like a foursome dancing where they're going to like, you know, when you're at a party, like as a teenager or maybe in college, but for me in Canada, this happened as a, as a teenager and everyone's hanging out and it's like, who's going to sneak off and make up out first. Uh-huh. It's like the adult version of that. Okay. It's like the adult version of that. Who's going to get the action started on the dance floor? And someone always does. Yeah. And all of a sudden there are boobs out and there's a penis out and somebody's like giving a blowjob on the dance floor. And yeah. you're like, wow. And this is legal. And we're all okay with this. It's like, yeah. it kind of blows your mind a little. And then, you know, maybe some, maybe a guy's like fingering his wife up her dress right over yeah. there. And like, you're just looking around and you're like, that's hot. And that's hot. And that's hot. And this is the yes. culmination of all of this is pretty exciting. So we just interviewed Emily Nagoski. She wrote this book back behind me, come as you are. Right. And what she describes is what you're talking about is sexually relevant information. So often, like, I feel like people sort of, um, the, like the parts of themselves that you're talking about that wake up when you walk in this sex club have been asleep. And so what she's saying is, Fill your room, your bedroom, your sex club, your garage, doesn't matter, with sexually relevant information. It could be sexy panties. It could be a vibrator that you put in your luggage, whatever it might be. But it's like you walk into the sex club and this is like the, I'm just imagining like a circus of sexually relevant information, right? I mean, it is a circus. And the very first scene in Swing, I'm standing in line at an invite-only sex party in New York City where we had to send in headshots and a relationship (laughs) bio to get on the guest list. And there, there, it was like a casting call for The Bachelor. Everyone was so freaking hot. And it was the most diverse crowd. It was like, I write in Swing that it was like the United Nations of hotness. Mm -hmm. It was like, so, um, but sexually relevant information that is so fascinating. Yeah. Hey gang, I want to interrupt this conversation between Laura and Ashley to bring you breaking news from Manscaped. They're selling beard products. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. 
I just got mine today. I love it. I'm not even kidding. I was been looking for a tool to help me with my beard, and this is exactly it. And if you want, you can get yours by going to manscaped.com and using code MTR for 20% off and free shipping. Starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is the juggernaut of fixing faces. First, it's a cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel. It's a little knob that you turn that gives you 20 hair cutting links, all with one guard. So I don't have any more of those messy drawers full of old extra add-ons, and I promise you that is a thing. I have a whole drawer full, and it drives my wife crazy. So face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard links in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower and avoid all that hair in the sink. This is very important to me because I like to shave in the shower right after I floss. The kid also has beard oil. No one wants to kiss a guy whose beard is brittle and dry, except for me because my last name is Brittle. But the oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine to make you look extra fine. Cap off the kit with a beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract anyone hoping to keep monogamy hot. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure that your beard is ready to impress. So, get 20% off and free shipping with code MTR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MTR. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 links. I love it. You should get it. Back to our show. Swing is like the complete idiot's guide for what not to do in a sex club. Like Mm -hmm. I tell people that people are worried that the, I have a really big social media audience now. Okay. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them have not read swing. Like the majority, like 90% of them have not read swing. Yeah. They are so scared. It's going to turn them into a swinger. And I'm like, Mm. Well, I told you it wouldn't, but okay. I don't know. I, I, that's not my job to like tell you why this book is safe for people who already are like curious or they think it's funny. Or a lot of times swing is just like handed friend to friend to friend to friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the, the most common place swing is handed is a husband reads it and hands it to his wife. 90% of my DMs are from men. And the majority of my audience is men. And this was like, at first, I would be getting DMs for men who would be self-identifying as the only man in the room. And they would say, cishet men, and say, hi, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a straight married guy. And, and, and I'm here watching your stories, and I feel like I'm a lurker. But I just want to say I really love your content. And I'll say, oh, um, yeah, you're the seventh message I've gotten that week that says, yeah. this week that says the exact same thing. So I'm going to share this to my stories, you know, and I crop off the profile picture. And I'm right. like, hey, straight dudes, you're we know you're here. I'm, we know you're here yeah. and we're so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then more messages, more messages, more messages. So people who are new to my audience are still surprised by that. But my mm. audience knows that about themselves. Like, yeah. I think that that's the thing that I was like, oh, you guys want to talk about sex? I have some other things I could say. And people were like, yes, please. And so I'm just sort of continuing the conversation mm-hmm. and letting people in a really, really low stakes way share sexually relevant information with their partner. Nobody shares my, my stories, my reels to their stories. Nobody shares it to their Facebook. Feed. No, my, my videos are shared hundreds and hundreds of times. One-to-one. Yeah. Like people send it to their spouse. Yeah. So can I just go on record and say that I'm actually not creepy? Like it makes sense that I was watching your reels based on what it you makes, just, <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes so Laura, sense you can get up off my back about it. I know. So, but Zach, <laughs> Zach, okay, this is what I'm going to put out here as a little guess. And you can tell me what you think of this. There are a lot of people who are trying to be sexy online. And I'm not one of them, even though I'm talking about sex. Like it's, it's obvious if a husband sends my video to their wife that like, I'm not 
I don't it's have boobs out or yeah. right. No, like I don't. I it's not I don't even know how to find. You. It's not about me. It's right. about the idea mm-hmm. and it's the invitation and the offering. It's not about me. Um, so there's there's this thing mm-hmm. that I think what men see in me is I'm married. I have three kids. Even though I will talk about things that I'm struggling with, sort of in real time. I'm not overwhelmed being a mom and I don't hate being married. I love my kids and I love being married. And for people who have read Swing, that was not always the case. I was so hard on myself from such a young age that it was really, really hard for me to be gentle on my kids. Mm. Like it was really hard for me to just look at them just like being childlike or kind of like, you know, struggling with something in a way like, you know, like growing, expanding and having emotions around it and just letting those emotions, like holding space for their emotions was, was excruciating. It was like, my skin was on fire. So I was like, wow, "Wow, this is not the mom I want to be, but I can't, I don't have a tolerance for their emotions. And Mm -hmm. that, that was coming to a head when we were um, crashing and burning in our attempt at the swing lifestyle. So it went all at once. Um, But I think that, I think that my audience sees me and they go, wait a minute, men go, I feel disconnect. Okay, this is the real, real thing I'm narrow, I'm I'm zeroing in on is my most common audience member and my most like really, really in it audience member who will see my reel, be on my email list in 45 seconds, order swing, mm-hmm. read it in three days, mm-hmm. write an email to me and say, Oh my God, thank you. I saw myself in that book. They saw themselves in me because I was human and I went, I went, okay. Because I love going, like diving into the deep end with things, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to open up and go, when I, as a human, it feels like this. Have you ever felt that? And I'm showing like these really specific places that I'm tender being a human here at earth school. And men are going, oh my God, I feel like that too. And they just had so much shame that they, they never knew anybody else felt like that. And women Mm -hmm. do this too. And women love swing for the same reason. But I think it's because I went so deep. I knew that if I was going to be talking about sex clubs, I was going to have to go equally deep with the emotions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or else it's just a gimmicky thing. And so instead, swing kind of feels like a bait and switch, but it's a surprise mm-hmm. that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's that men see something in me that they wish they had it in their marriage. The mm-hmm. men actually who come to me are like early 40s, a little bit depressed, like just a little bit, like they're feeling disconnected from their wife. (laughs) All men. Thank you. In their early forties. Yeah. Okay. They're feeling disconnected from their wife and they're feeling a little disconnected from their kids and they're trying to be a good dad and they're trying to help out around the house because they're, that's the normal guy that comes to me. He's not a misogynist. Well, and if he is a lot of it's still like in a blind spot, but he's like, I, I help with the kids and I try to do the things that I think I should do. But I do more of that, but I'm still not connecting with my wife. But then I ask for sex and she thinks, and and here is someone who seems to like sex and they like their husband and they have kids and it seems like they can talk about sex and it's not a fight. Yeah. And I just want to be able to talk about what I need and have it not be a fight because mm-hmm. I'm already realizing I have more needs than I thought. And I feel a little weird about that. And I need a place that's like, feels really safe Yeah, to just go, yeah, I want to have more sex, but it's actually because... I don't know what to do since I got that early retirement. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually don't. And the only thing I know is that I like how connected I feel to you when we have sex Boom. and that most right men there. don't have those words. Yes. It, I mean, it makes perfect sense why your audience would be 
a lot of men because I think what you're saying is they're depressed, something feels off, they're disconnected, and they're seeking for connection. And what the way that they have found great connection with their partner in the past has been through sex. And so that's like the door in, that's the clickbait of swing. Yeah. But what's underneath all of that is this deep emotional connection that you're actually disarmingly talking about, if that's a word, disarmingly talking about where they're like, Oh, okay. Like I can do that. Like, yes, I want to have sex. And yes, I want to figure out how can I please my partner or invite my partner into pleasure or whatever it might be. But it's also, I really want to feel connected to you. And I also want to feel connected to my kids and to the world. And myself, right? It's like, where can I get it? Because I don't feel connected to myself. So if women, if I mean, and this isn't everybody, this isn't everybody, right? But I think so often this is, this is a missing part of it Mm. is that you could say, wait, is it that you really want to, do you, do you want to ejaculate? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to have an orgasm or do you want to like cuddle naked or do you just want to sit together? Like, what are these things? Like if we had 15 minutes right now, how would you want to spend it? Yeah. And asking that really specifically and really being clear that there's no wrong answer. Mm -hmm. What is it that you would really prefer right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. What I would prefer this. Okay. Here's the thing that drives me bonkers about marriage. And it drives me bonkers because my husband and I fall into it all the damn time, even though I know better. I have coached, I coached Olympians when I was 21 years old. I have coached elite athletes and I have seen elite cooperation. The way we look at cooperation on the field or in the arena or in business is that two heads are better than one. Mm -hmm. Two forwards like two two basketball players going towards the net is better than better than being on your own right like having your partner there is is essential if it's a sounding board if it's like two like founders of a company a startup okay two people yes 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 right Mm -hmm. we look at situations in sport and business that if you have this view and I have this view that we are willing because of the payoff winning the game you know, landing the contract, making this business work, making it work, executing on what our goal is together. We have to say, okay, you're, you are bringing this idea. I'm bringing this idea. And I really think that with those ideas, we can actually come to a solution that's more creative and broad and expansive than either of us are thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing our ideas to the ta- our ideas to the table and going, what can we make that's like win-win even better than this, right? Because there's this level of trust that you're on the same path, that you have your eye on the same prize, which is connection in a marriage. So in a marriage, it's supposed to be connection, but we have all of these ideas about how women communicate and how men communicate and how it's hard. Listen, I will die on this mountain. Cooperation is simple. Cooperation is simple. You have to get clear on what you want And also be willing to be influenced by the other person, right? Mm -hmm. Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. You have to trust for a minute. You have to dial down your fear, dial dial down your, oh, your your strength in controlling a Mm -hmm. situation emotionally, Mm -hmm. right? Your, Your need to think you are the smartest one or be right. You got to just dial down the ego, okay? The best athletes, the best business people, ego less in their moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and, and I want to just go back to athletes because it's easier to feel 
for athletes than it is to feel for a CEO. So let's just stay with athletes here so we can really feel this truth and then say, maybe could we translate that to marriage? Maybe, right? Two athletes, if they are trying to win the championship, the goal is winning the championship. They're on the same team. There's a very good chance that one may be picked for MVP, but that's not actually the primary goal here. Right. Win the championship. And then those chips are going to fall within me. And we're going to have to figure out in our dynamic as partners, what we're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's like, we're on the same team and then maybe somebody puts one of the people higher, but no, no, no. The goal to win that championship is it doesn't matter what I need to do to help my partner feel better and perform better. Mm-hmm. That's my job. That's my job to make sure my partner can operate at a hundred percent. So getting really clear on what helps Mm. you operate at a hundred percent and then asking your partner, okay, I've realized I need X, Y. If I have X, Y, Z in the morning, I feel so much better for the day. Are you willing to do that with the kids or blah, blah, blah. And listen, are you willing? It's actually a question. It is just, you are searching for data. Are you Mm. willing to do that? No. Okay. But then usually what Manny will say to me, my husband, Manny, he'll go, but at 9.30, after I check blah, 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 then I could do a version of that. And I'm like, you know what? No, I, I, I would actually just prefer to do it earlier myself. And there's no resentment mm-hmm. because we're not, we're, marriage is set up like you can't get your way all the time. You're going to have to compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well if, if you think that, the best you can do is lose. I mean, right? Like mm-hmm. if you want to win in marriage, how about you look at every situation? Okay. How about you look at most situations? How about you look at important situations and go, how can we, how can you get your needs met? And I get my needs met at the same time, because I don't think needs are ever in conflict, mm-hmm. but preferences or way of ways of doing things can be. But if we get down to what each person, and I mean, as therapists, you guys probably talk about this all the time, but this Mm -hmm. is just what I've realized, answering questions and then looking back to like, wait, why does this, why is it that I can get a DM from a man that says, this thing has been going on in my marriage for five years and I don't know what to do about it. And I say, oh, have you asked your wife ABC? And they go, just a minute. And then two minutes later, they come back in my DMs and they go, I, here's what she said. <laughs> and they, they put the, they paste the text because maybe they just texted. And I actually really like texting with my husband when, when things are a little heated, mm-hmm. because then we like have to reread. We just, it slows down the pace of our communication. Right. I am a much faster communicator than him. You so actually say. us going to separate rooms <laughs> and texting mm-hmm. is a way for if someone isn't responding to my bids for connection, which come out very fiery, then mm-hmm. I will turn it into like, I'll be a flamethrower and I'll go, did you feel that one? <laughs> what else? Did you feel it? <laughs> so being married to me, it's like, a, it gets a little warm sometimes, but, but mo- most of the time, the excitement is like, I can, I can keep it um, corralled, like in the bedroom, right? Or in my business or doing really fun stuff as a family. Cause that's mm-hmm. the thing I've realized my anxiety and panic that used to make me reach for like these incredible goals. Okay. It can be used that way, but it can also be used in like trying to figure out creatively how we can make things better and more fun. Mm-hmm. So when I'm lighting up the creativity tunnel instead of the panic tunnel with, mm-hmm. you know, my natural tendencies, it's it's just a lot easier to be me and to be around me. I bet. Yeah. 
Well, I was just thinking, actually, like if you are, <laughs> I'm thinking about like the, the um, this is a little bit of a pivot, but that you said your anxiety and I, and I've just been thinking about anxiety and how it's just so prevalent in like every human yes. being. And for so many people, they don't even realize that what they're experiencing is anxiety, but how do, how does anxiety and, and sex clubs or anxiety in the swinging lifestyle or an yeah. open, a consensual non-monogamous relationship, yeah. how do those go hand in hand? Because that to me seems like a real double-edged sword. Well, I never go halfway. So right. like, like the first time I went hiking, I met my friend at the trailhead and I had Merrill boots in a shoebox, mm-hmm. and she had a 30 pound pack for me that she borrowed from a friend. And mm-hmm. we went for 30 miles for three days and slept in hammocks. Okay. I love to know my own limits mm. and I love to know, I love to know the limits, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I would push my skaters and then watch and go, okay, that's, that's it. That's like, mm-hmm. we're as far as we go today. Oh, okay. We went a little too far. Like, let's just, whew, we all need to like, just take a break from that. We, we should pivot sooner next time. Mm-hmm. I love to know the limits. So when I couldn't think of another thing that I could add to my plate, like I literally baked every cake on Pinterest. Like I can't even tell you all the things I did that couldn't fit into the book. Cause you're like, you're just making shit up now. Zach and I have been looking for more ways to connect with our listeners on a more personal level. And we've been getting countless requests for couples workshops. So We put not one, not two, but three virtual workshops on the calendar in 2023 so that you can join when it's most convenient for you from anywhere in the world. Register for our spring couples workshop coming up on March 3rd and 4th by visiting our website, www.marriagetherapyradio.com. The Seven Principles Workshop for Couples is a live two-day virtual marriage workshop based on the internationally acclaimed research of Dr. John Gottman as presented in his New York Times bestselling book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. This educational workshop has been offered across the U.S. and internationally and has helped strengthen relationships of tens of thousands of couples. It's specifically designed to help couples improve their friendship and learn powerful communication and conflict management skills. In this workshop, you will learn how to make conflict work for your relationship. You will deepen intimacy and build trust. You'll identify your solvable versus perpetual issues, strengthen your friendship foundation. You'll learn to collaborate more effectively to solve problems and how to communicate clearly and effectively. Early bird registration for the spring workshop is $395 per couple until February 3rd. So lock your seats in for an unforgettable experience that will shift the trajectory of your relationship. Again, that spring workshop is on March 3rd and 4th. Register at marriagetherapyradio.com. Ashley, you are an interesting woman, I have to say. Like, <laughs> you're describing you yourself. <laughs> I'm like, there's there is some fun nuances that are like real special. You know what? Yesterday my husband told me that I'm part Dr. Evil, part Oprah. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I I've never feel, felt so seen until that called me Ash. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's true that like my brain is a really busy place to be. Yeah. And if I'm working on creative things, which mm-hmm. I've done my whole life, I've always had creative jobs. I've never worked for someone else, right? Like yeah. I started I I, when I was 16 years old, started a synchronized skating program in a nearby town. And I've just been doing it ever since mm-hmm. until I started a publishing company. Right. 
But the thing is, I love teamwork. I'm obsessed with cooperation. And as a little kid, I would look around my house and well, every conflict I saw growing up, I thought it was my job to fix it, right? Mm -hmm. Which like, ooh, that's tiring. But now I found a way Mm -hmm. that people actually respond. And they're like, we would like you to fix our relationships. I'm like, Finally, I've been reporting for duty. I reported for duty 43 <laughs> years ago. And finally, people, <laughs> <laughs> finally, I have the plaque. I have the thing on my door that it's like relationship helper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that going into the sex club, we just like, you know what we did? We like went like full tilt. We're like, how far? I was so tired of feeling vaguely dissatisfied and working my ass off like for 35 years of my life that I was like, I'm going to just put it to max. Yeah. You're going to go, what is it on the millennium Falcon? What is it in the millennium Falcon? When you go like, like hyperdrive, hyperdrive, I was like, yeah. go, what? Let's see what happens. Right. It's like, uh, can I push myself harder, faster than the speed of light? Well, yeah, I almost did. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I just wanted to know, Oh really? Like how hard could we push before? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm just realizing it right now. I think I wanted to know how far, wow. I'm going to have to go t- tell Uh-oh. Mandy this in a minute. Uh-oh. I wanted to, I think I wanted to know how far I could push my husband before he showed emotion. Honestly. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Here we are a couple of years into that. No, listen, I am such a nice person in my own mind that I will push buttons and then go, oh my God, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. But, but part of my own awareness in really, really experiencing some compassion for myself is mm-hmm. like, I can actually see when I'm not really being the good guy. And I'm just like, I'm digging a little bit too much. And you know what? I, I was with a husband. I was with a guy who I thought was a really, really good guy. We're still married. Mm-hmm. I was with a guy who I thought was a really, really good guy. And I was like, but he doesn't always act like a loving guy. Mm-hmm. Like, does he care? Like, I think he cares about me, but does he? Does he mm-hmm. care about my family? Can we really be connected can we be in a relationship? Can we be in a family that intentionally, that like, it's clear, it's blatant mm-hmm. that we love each other. Like mm-hmm. it is blatant that we respect each other. It is blatant that we adore each other's company. Like, is that possible? Mm-hmm. Because I thought that would be really fun, but I don't think I'm getting that in this lifetime. Mm. And I had come to terms to that in some ways, but I think maybe I had to go, let me just like poke the bear and see if that's really my fate you poked or the bear. if we can go somewhere else. Did I ever? You poked the I did. couple of pickles. Well, I poked lots of bears. Any bear that was in vicinity, I was like, well, I might die. Actually, writing this book about sex clubs, I thought I would be excommunicated from planet Earth. Like, I thought, like, just ejection seat. Like, I was just going to be gone. But I couldn't not write it. I, I was, like, I was physically getting sick. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And it's like write the book and I was like okay so I tried to write five other books and they're like no that book I was like fuck that's scary that's really scary I'm really glad I got to participate in the interview with the uh, Star Wars knowledge like that that really I felt like I was included like I was like oh that's not my reference that one will be for Zach he's you're the Star Wars guy Here's something that Ashley, you mentioned is that it's turning into a screenplay. Your book is turning into a screenplay or it is a screenplay. It's going to be a streaming series. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. So who's playing you? Oh, I've already. (laughs) Oh, I need to know because that's one of the questions. And here's, that's one of the questions that we're trying to figure out. Who's going to play me? Who are the co-producers? It's Anna Kendrick. It's Anna Kendrick. A hundred percent. Are you kidding me? She would be perfect for the role. 
Okay. Does she do, but it's going to be sexy. Does she do anything sexy? Uh, she's, she can be she's very pretty sexy. sexy. Yeah. I mean, does she have to but get does naked? She, does, well, yeah. probably top, probably topless or from the back naked. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be like, it's going to be like on a Netflix. It's going to be like a, yeah. You know, no, that's cool. It's it's, sort it's of a, could be tasty. I mean, it's like tasteful. I mean, they don't have well, to. Well, like, yeah, it's sh- sort of like my story is like if Fifty Shades of Grey and Eat, Pray, Love had a baby, mm-hmm. it's swing. I'm so excited. I'm excited. For, I know we're going to get a ton of questions where people are going to be like, where? Yeah. Wh- tell me about Ashley. OK, so where do people go? Because obviously your Instagram yeah. is very popular. So it is. Go to Instagram. Okay. Go to Instagram. Ashley Renard. I'm Ashley. A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. All the extra letters in uh-huh. the Ashley. So Ashley Renard, um, meet me over there. I have two books, actually. We always just talk about swing, but I also yeah. have Keeping It Hot, the workbook, which is super fun. Um, and it takes you through like exercises, mostly outside the bedroom to just get on the same page and go, yeah, teamwork is safe. Teamwork mm-hmm. is fun. Hey, yes, it is. Like, hey, and kind of bringing the kids because if you've been working against each other, you have to like bring in some silly practices mm-hmm. to like rewire, to just yeah, make totally. sure that you're not like in your old habits. It's like, integrity check, value check every day. Um, and because people have said, oh God, we loved swing. We loved that like taste of like something different that you kind of showed for us. Like we mm-hmm. don't want to go to sex clubs, but we would love to try something different. Mm-hmm. I've brought in tantric practitioners and sex therapists to provide these after dark workshops love. where couples log in together and it's a guided pleasure practice. What they're doing is demonstrating different techniques. Like the most popular one so far was oral and manual for him. And I think it was like 13 different kinds of manual stimulation, like different ways to use your hands. I was like, praise the Lord. What? Yeah. And <laughs> then like 10 different kinds of oral stimulation. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them were not deep. Like they were things that like do not make your jaw tired, that are comfortable, that are like uh-huh. these practical things that like Wait, nobody knows unless you this? turn to porn. I, AshleyRenard.com slash after dark. We have a whole bunch of them. Oh, no. Slash after dark. Yeah. And they're $25 and you can watch them anytime you want. Love that. But the the idea is like a date night in. A date night in Mm -hmm. where you learn something like you and listen, one of the biggest things that holds couples back from connecting the way they want to connect, period, in and outside the bedroom, women are really, really, really uncomfortable receiving the vulnerability to receive, the vulnerability to let someone do something for you. And you're not going to then have the fear you're going to have to overcompensate, like actually receiving Mm. instead of thinking that I'm going to have to make up for this, actually receiving in the bedroom. Women have a hard time receiving, receiving, receiving in the bedroom. And one of the greatest things that I hear, the things I hear the most frequently from men is like, I would love, and this is going to be just sort of graphic, but they just say, I would love to perform oral sex on my wife more often. And she doesn't want it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And here we go. Here we go. There are a few things here. He wants to give to her. He wants to make her feel really good. He wants to do a really good job and he wants her to relax. Okay. Mm -hmm. He wants her to relax and do nothing and just go, baby, that was good. Mm -hmm. Try this baby. That was good. Try that. So that is one of the things that like in my after darks, the very first one we had, Mm -hmm. it was called oral and manual for him, for him receiving. Mm -hmm. And then a week later was oral and manual for her. And she receives the whole time in the guided pleasure practice, right? He'll be like, the the instructor is like, you know, women lay on your stomach, 
husbands or like partners, whatever. Love that. Right. But the reason I did the oral manual for him first was I was like 90% of the women in my audience are not going to receive until they've given. I love it. Ashley Renard, thank you so much for coming to be with us. Um, it was a trip hearing from you. I'm looking forward to watching your show on Netflix or wherever it ends up. Um, Me too. It is, um, it's really cool to have your, your energy and your voice kind of speak into marriages because you're right. We're the bar's too low. And I think, uh, I think it's good that you're out there setting it higher. I, thank you, you, Ashley. I am officially now going to be stalking you. I don't do Instagram, but I will stalk you on all the tubes out there. All the tubes on the Facebook. And actually I haven't announced this, but you can (gasps) announce it here first. Oh, I'm, also launching my own podcast. I'm launching The Hot Cast. It's a Q&A style show. Um, Love it. On March 1st. <gasps> March 1st. Wait, say it again. What is it called? The it's Hot called Cast? The Hot Cast with Ashley Renard. Um, we've recorded our first 12 episodes. It's a live <gasps> Q&A show. Um, yeah, and it comes out March 1st. I'm so cool. excited. Well, I'm yeah. really glad that you got to announce that with us first. I know. Day. I know. But this, it feels it feels right because I've been like, oh, where do I say it? But I was like, here, I'm just do it. No, I, I just knew I didn't want to say it before, but then I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. it's happening. Yeah. No, now Wait, it's out happened? there. It's official. It's out oh, there. Love it. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me, Zach. Thank you, Laura. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Uh, Thank you to our guest, Ashley Renard. I'm going to spell her first name for you. It's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, Renard, R-E-N-A-R-D. You can find her at her website, ashleyrenard.com. You can find her on Instagram. She invited all of you to DM her, send her messages, connect with her. She has a lot of amazing products that are available on her website, including her book, which I'm so excited to read. I haven't read it yet, called Swing. Um, But she also has the After Dark product. She also has the workbook. Check it out, the retreats. Ashley's got it going on. Thanks so much for your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.